Hello and welcome to the SBS Cycling Podcast for the week of the 29th of October 2015, your weekly review of all things cycling. I'm Al Hines. This week on the show, well, it's the final for 2015, unfortunately, or perhaps fortunately if you're uh, listening on at home and can't wait till this uh, series ends. We're going to be talking about the awards for 2015, who startled us, who were uh, underwhelmed and uh, just general stuff about that sort of stuff. Bunch etiquette. We're going to get back into the do's and don'ts of what to do in the bunch when we learnt um, about, I guess, the way the bunch functions. And there's a good article on Ride Media about that very subject, which we'll talk about a little bit about. And, of course, we're going to finally look to the future. What big ideas will the UCI bring into the world in 2016? What, you know, maybe Armstrong will come back to the sport. Who knows? We'll, we'll find that all out in this week's pod. And with me to talk about all of that and more, it is... The indomitable duo, uh, no Anthony Tan, it's Rob Arnold and Phil Gomes. How are you guys? I'm good. How about you, Rob? Um, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty chilled. Pretty relaxed. Yeah. I don't like doing end of year podcasts in October, so I just want to just reference that I'm uncomfortable with well, that. Well, I mean, the cycling <laughs> season itself kind of ends in October, doesn't it? I mean, it's sort of... Yeah, no, no, it's still going. It's still... It all, it all Cyclocross and all that. There's always something to talk about. The Tour of Hainan. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw Drapak had a good showing. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, about all I know. Brenton Jones Brenton won a Jones stage. Won a stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to round things off. But uh, Didn't get a lot of uh, television coverage to it, Hanan, did it? <laughs> no. 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 It's a pretty small race, to be fair, Rob. But for yeah. all intents and purposes, the season does run January to October. The End road October. season, at least, you'd have uh, to we've say. We've got Jean-Francois Kine, he's in, in Hanan, where he was there. So we had a correspondent, but uh, I can't say I was really um, riveted by the action. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Phil, uh, what's been going on around SBS the last couple of days? In the oh, March? we're just thinking ahead. Thinking ahead. Thinking ahead. Planning for the future. 2016, yeah. Like, what are we going to do? Sounds great. I think when we're going to we're going to cover bike racing again this year. I reckon that's a big move. Yeah, Str- yeah, very, bold, str- very bold. strategic. Yeah, yeah I've been riding mean? a bike. <laughs> it's been fun. I've actually had and, a couple of test rides through the working day this and, week. And tell us, tell us about this bike that you rode that you didn't you didn't particularly want to like, but you did love. Uh, we have a. Um, a large manufacturer's new release or 2015 release mm-hmm. in the office. And uh, looking at it, I, uh, I pondered if I would really hate it. And then I rode it and I really liked it. Aesthetically. And, and it really, it's surprised. You know, bikes do that every now and again. But aesthetically, you're right. I mean, the first time, I remember when the bike was launched. We can mention what the bike is. I didn't right? know how the protocol was. Oh, on no, no, brands. we can do that. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. So, no, no, we're, no, talk, we're talking the, about the. I've been on the first of all the Trek Madone. There's a new mm-hmm. Trek Madone, and then uh, I swapped that over for a someone's mobile phone. And then after <laughs> I turned the mobile phone on silent, I rode uh, Specialized VIAS Venge. Yep. And uh, both are complete rethinks of bike design, mm. and it's uh, it's it's um, a sign that. Although you think that you've reached the uh, the nirvana of bike creation, that that, that there's always uh, ingenuity, and I've started the specialised re- re- review by saying, "Open your mind," because mm. on a, at a glance I was a bit cynical, and yeah. then after I got off, I thought, "Hang on a tick, something's it's, it's... going on here." Anyway, Rob, you've 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 managed to talk very smoothly throughout that uh, obvious uh, bit of unprofessionalism no, but... on my behalf, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, we should get into the pod. I think we've, we no, can talk I, about I, the future of the bikes maybe. Yeah, the... because I think that's relevant to what, we're, what we'd like to talk about later because yeah. it's interesting yeah. with design and that sort of and thing. And we've also so. got a giant with disc brakes. And the, I was going to say discs. Mm-hmm. So one of those yep. really uh, polarising topics, but it's not polarising people so much anymore. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you'd be surprised. I mean, it's it's amazing how, well, how much and how little bikes have changed in the last 20 years. I mean, you'd have to you look at the ones that were being ridden by, I guess, the, the, in the Indurain era, mm. other than perhaps the time trial bikes, but the actual road bikes. And mm. now you look at them and there's all sorts of different innovations. Trends come and go. Yeah. Also we'll true. But the classic frame and style is still there and, you know, we're still riding bikes, so, you know. But there's still a lot of innovation around the edges, clearly. Yeah. When it comes uh, yeah. to the rules of the UCI as to that's what why we can make a magazine so. where we review bikes. Because I mean, what we mm. what we see in the workshop is 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 pretty amazing. Yeah. To be honest, a movable feast. Yeah. Mm. Uh, all right, guys, let's get into it. And uh, starting off with the Cycling Central Awards for 2015. Mm. 
Well, who delivered the goods this year? Which team, Sean? It's been another whirlwind 10 months of the regular cycling season since way back at the Bay Crits to the Australian National Championships to the Giro de Lombardia and the Abu Dhabi Tour a few weeks past. And considering this is our last podcast of 2015, we thought we'd remember some of the best and brightest of the season that was. We're going to hash out some makeshift awards which have no pecuniary benefit or really any benefit for those that win at all, uh, but moral victories will be had all round. Uh, guys, uh, let's 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 meander around this a little bit, but um, there's some major categories I wouldn't mind talking about, and I'll start with one which could be controversial, which is uh, best the best race or the one that was the most entertaining of 2015. There's a lot of potential candidates um you know i i thought this year's two down under was fantastic that was way back in january but we've had a lot of racing in between phil mm. you've got your hand up high let's Ooh. also just before phil references his his immediate uh, reaction to the best race yeah. we have no idea about these awards phil and i we that's where we, we are hashing we're hashing, <laughs> so we're hashing we're, them we're out on the go completely on uh, the go on memory. which is why my hand yeah. went up so so quickly <laughs> phil, phil. <laughs> most entertaining race yep Kent Vevelgem. Kent Vevelgem. One, one massive, by the massive curveball, but I like it. One by the now banned Luca Paolini. Uh, uh, yes, right? the bead man. You remember that uh, race yeah. with the 100 kilometer an hour winds and Garrett Thomas being blown over into a ditch and guys flying off the road in different directions. There was some fantastic you know, footage. The race, race. Is, going that sideways. will be remembered as, as your best race of the year and the race that a lot of people wish didn't go forward. That's right. Mm. Exactly. It had, it had absolutely everything and it was... It was just survival, and I don't know. Maybe maybe Luca did a couple of lines before the race, and I got <laughs> You know, it's uh, but it was it was it was an absolute ball terror. It was fantastic. Yeah, I loved so it. Loved it. That, that, so we are in fact like uh, going to the Coliseum. Yes. Yes. We we like to watch gladiatorial. Uh, look, you, you know, we need that. I think we need that throughout the year to sort of you know give us a little bit of. It gives us an injection. You know, it shows us. It shows us why these guys are so tough. Mm. I think uh, the, the one, the, the, the Milan Remember from a couple of years ago? Yeah, the, mm. the, the snow, snow. Fantastic. You know, that, th these races, when they, when they are presented, when, when this happens, these become lived experiences, not just for the riders, but also for us as fans. Mm. We are, I mean, obviously, they're the ones who are genuinely suffering, but we're brought along in that because it becomes l l less of a bike race and more of something else, more, yeah. of, a, more of a genuine experience that you go, oh, my God, this is incredible. Why are these guys still on the road? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So that you frozen Milan San Remo is bizarre. Uh, it's just epic. But when I epic. think about it now, I still just remember the Baden Cook interview I did afterwards where he explained <laughs> how he was going to the toilet and <laughs> some, some detail like that, which was kind of weird. I remember, yeah, yeah. I remember the footage of the Dan Jones shot of uh, the, I think, Matt Goss coming out of the car, the bus. And I kind of actually, and you can just look, see the look at his face being like, why are we getting out of the bus? <laughs> <laughs> but also, yeah, when you think about days like that, I mean, it didn't quite hit, but there was a day to Plateau de Bay, perhaps when uh, Kriotowski was in the in a break yep. at the Tour de France, and and where we were, at the press room, it was absolutely hailing the big rocks, or no, not mini rocks, <coughs> little marble-sized rocks, and I thought. I'm so glad. I, I mean, I had to run through that to get to to, to do the post stage review, and 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 that was kind of funny. So I was soaked mm. for that. But I was thinking, I'm glad I'm not riding today. I'm <laughs> glad I'm not racing at 50k an hour. Rob, nominations this year. What what do you think was? I'll get. I'll give. I'll, broad, I'll, I'll, broad, I'll broaden no. it out as well. I'll broaden it. I'll give you a, a chance, maybe even to nominate a stage of a grand tour. I'll say that you know or. You know, one that was particular. I mean, I'll, 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 maybe I'll start. I'll mm. help you yeah, out. Yeah, I'll, okay, I'll yeah, okay. I was thinking stage twenty Tour de France, uh, the stage where Quintana, and you know, Quintana's mm. going up Alpe d'Huez. There's seconds within, um, you know, basically the Tour de France is up for grabs, mm. yellow jersey, and uh, you know, on any maybe on another day, Quintana would have got those seconds, and it's a different uh, winner of the tour. I thought that was for me one of the most exciting days of racing this year. And it wasn't because of the elements. Um, but, but it was the promise of, uh, of anticipation for that Huge amounts of hype going into that stage. Yeah. Or in terms of just even before the race, you mm. would have said that stage is going to be great. Mm. Uh, then the way that the race actually played out, it mm. sort of was building to that finale. And then the way the actual stage played out um, was fantastic. You know, the, them sort of throwing the gauntlet down and... I guess maybe the one disappointment was that Quintana maybe held 
himself back a little, um, you know. But that, other than that, it was it was fantastic. Yeah, I find it hard. I mean, you sort of want to almost for uh, to keep it obtuse. For the sake of keeping it obtuse, you want yep. to pick something other than the Tour de France. But I think the script of this year's tour was amazing. Mm. If I think about, yeah, stage 20 was spectacular for all of the right reasons. You know, you preview it as being the one where Nairo Quintana could possibly take it back from Froome. And that was the... the the, the preview became the reality mm. and that was fun about it. But then the same applied for stage two, you know, when we were going to Zeeland and we had these violent winds and filthy rain and really big splits, the echelons, which basically we can agree that Quintana lost the tour at. Yep. And, and, and that lived up to the preview. So that was cool. Stage three was just, uh, uh, you know, memorable for all the reasons you want to forget for that I still know that moment when they all hit the tarmac at going at whatever they were, 87k an hour. Yeah. And and it was just so... It decimated the peloton and that, that memory sticks in me. It's not the best race of the year by any stretch of the imagination. But, but something that really stuck out. The Tour does keep coming back up. But, but like you said, the, the Tour Down Under was, was great. I think of the races that I went to, so mm. they, they stick out. But then I always love Milan-San Remo. Mm. I, I, I think that that is, of all of the races on the calendar, that, that begins that true narrative of, of the classics, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you go... You, you, you're putting your blanket over the... You're sort yeah, of yeah, your... <laughs> sitting. yeah, I don't... I can't... Nothing springs to mind right now. Um, um, but I, I do think special mention to the, um, the Twitter under because it was a long time ago, but uh, a few things that stuck out. Obviously, it was Evans's last major race other than... the. Who? Yeah, 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 that's right. Um, that's not gone fast. Jesus, I know. That, that seems like it was la- d- didn't even he the year before. Four or five years ago. <laughs> um, but you know, he it was almost the fairy tale. You know, held the there was the lead. There was the um, I mean, Rowan Dennis was a standout as well at that race. The battle with Richie Port um, for Australians. It was like the perfect. It was the perfect tour down under in a lot of ways. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I thought it was a particularly exciting. Brand this year. I'll nominate a little because I like obtuse ones. Yep. But at, towards probably in the last ten laps of Alex Dowsett's hour record, uh, where yep. he got out of the saddle a couple of times. That if I think about the the season as a whole, those couple of microseconds for me and and my son who was watching as well and and was putting it into context with his enormous cheer. Mm. He was like, "Wow." And, and we're like, no, it's an hour record. It's essentially pretty dull to watch. <laughs> but, but it was, you, you could understand that kind of pain because of what we'd seen with Bob Bridge and... Mm. and, and no, 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 not, not mm. a, that's not a bad um, yeah. difference. No, it wasn't in a fact, race. No, it was an hour record a race. Yeah, it's a race. It's no, a but race. actually, no, you're right. And, and, and it is a race. And I'll, Because Bobridge actually set the table for that moment as well mm. because he put himself... He went so deep mm. and left nothing that actually ended up building the anticipation mm. for the next Because you saw attempt. how difficult, how much yeah, depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. All right, let's... We didn't really get any consensus there, but uh, I actually don't no, mind no, the no, Gent game prediction. Yeah, yeah. I'm on board with that. Well, as, as a spectacle, you know, yeah. as a spectacle, I think, you know, the Tour Down Under remains probably the best organised race in world cycling. Mm. It's so it's centrally... Right lo- there, yeah. yeah, it's so centrally co- located. It's easy for fans, easy for the riders. Yeah. It's, it's the perfect start to the season for everyone. Um, and I think it sets a, sets a high bench. But then for doing a point that, of entertainment, for a point of difference you, for the season, get yeah, Bevel game this uh, year. Just, just I like it. For, as a spectacle. I yes. like it. Hmm. All right. Um, it's I, weird. On that, it's weird that we're referencing Tour Down Under because I always had said it's the festival of cycling that makes it more interesting than the race itself. And the race can at times be a bit weird. But... Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't been, go to the Wollonga stage yeah. on the Saturday at the end of the Tour Down Under and you will see great racing but also absolutely fantastic carnival atmosphere. Mm. All right. Uh, we've talked enough about the Tour Down Under. Uh, who it's was... It's just because it's coming up next, maybe. <laughs> it's like a preview. I know, as a review. I know, I know. Uh, best, best sprinter of 2015 because I think this year, well... A lot because of illness, Marcel Cattell was probably dethroned. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were some obvious contenders. I think Greipel was probably one who puts his hand up. But I don't know. I mean, was there... What, 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 who do you think has proven themselves this year to be fastest? Or is, at the moment, is that mantle still unfilled? No, look, the, the, the problem I've got... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Alexander Kristoff won a no, lot of races yeah, this year. Yeah, okay. So I was going to bring up 
Alexander Kristoff. Mm. The problem with Gri- Greipel has been the best sprinter this year. Mm. He's a pure sprinter. He's been the best sprinter, right? He's got the most the most wins, etc., yep. etc. The problem I've got with Andre, and really I say this with the utmost respect for Andre, is that he is always good, really good, in the absence of the other guys. Yeah. Okay? So it's like he fills that vacuum when there is a vacuum. When they're not going. When they're not he's going. going. <laughs> yes, that's right. It may be unfair, right? Cycling fans out there, you may think I'm being unfair with this, but this is this is a historical truism when it comes to where Greipel sits in the current uh, pantheon of sprinters, Cavendish, mm. Kittle, etc. Um, be that as it may, uh, he still, whenever he's, whenever he has the opportunity, takes it, mm. right? And that's a sign of a, a real professional. But ultimately, yes, Alexander Kristoff is the man for me for the early part of the season, though, even though he kind of tailed off uh, towards the end of the year. I suppose that's not to be unexpected in right. some ways. Yeah, because he was on fire mm. at, the, at the start. Um, so it, that's categorizing sprinters. I mean, we can put John Degenkolb in that in that loop, and I think that his best sprint of the season was when he bridged to get to that lead group in Paris Roubaix. Mm. That was, I mean, okay, it wasn't a sprint for the win, but it was spectacular. But show it set it all up, didn't it? It was, it was amazing. And also, he beat Chris Froome in the sprint in the Saitama Criteria <laughs> on the weekend, so he must be super. I strong. mean, that, that sort of, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're right. In fact, that that sealed it actually. Dayton yeah. Cole. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, that, he's so so versatile. I, I have to show my. I always reference it, so I'll bring him back up again. Michael Matthews, yep. he, he, you know, he wins the green jersey in Paris-Nice at a targeted time of the year. Uh, I was happy for him. He didn't get, because of reasons we know, he didn't get the results that he really wanted. But second in the world is a pretty good sprint. Mm. Uh, second to Sagan is a confirmation of his, his super pedigree. Um, I don't think we've seen the... Best of him, yes. Yeah. No, 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 no by chance. all means. Mm. Um, and, and it is an Australian podcast, as I keep saying. So, so you just keep grounding it. Parochial. Well, but it's easy. With Matthews, it's easy to pro- be parochial. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, with sprinting, I think, you know, next few years, we're going to be talking a lot about Caleb Ewan. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, you know, for now, for him yeah. to come 2015, out sprinter, I think, yeah, Matthews is amongst them. But what do you reckon? Who do you reckon out of Greipel or Christoph, Rob, if you were going to make a vote between those two? I think it has to be Greipel, mm. but that's only because I was on the Place de la Concorde <laughs> and I watched them come through. And, and, and you just and, see and the you force. Could, and I was next to Adam Hansen's mum and she was like, oh, my God, what happened? And I said, well, Greipel won. She said it was too quick. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, that's, that's a good sign for... Uh, but, <laughs> you know, like, but, you know, just those, those, those moments that sort of, even though it's playing out in real time, mm. they, they sort of burn into your retina and I have that as a strong memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, moving quickly along, uh, what about the biggest breakout performance of 2015? Because I think there was a few young guys coming through. I mean, we mentioned... Chavez. Matthews. Chavez. That's a probably a, that's a very good nomination. I like that. Yeah. Phil, you got any others inside of outside of the Chavez? I'm not on the payroll of OGE, by the way. No, no. It does <laughs> seem like it sometimes, Rob. Um, Chavez as well to probably did was very nice. Tom Dumoulin, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. that's a story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What Agreed. a shame. That bloody stage three yeah. in the Tour de France. Imagine. Imagine what might have been. Yeah. Mm. You know, he was in the white jersey. He was, what, second in the prologue. And he was supposed. I I tipped him to win the, oh, not the prologue. Sorry, stage one of the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, would have been great for the Dutch, but instead some Aussie upstart got the better of him. Yeah. And then yeah, but Dumoulin in the in the Vuelta, well, amazing. Speaking of, I mean, does does Rowan Dennis is he? Would we call him a? Would this would this be a breakout year for him? No. I know he's been around for a bit now. Even yeah, though he's very young. The, the stage win in won Down the, Under, won the, the tour, record, won the Tour Down Under. Winning the Tour Down Under, uh, the fastest <laughs> time trial at the Tour ever, uh, US Pro Challenge, and Team time precocious attitude. And uh, really, I don't know. I'd sort of like to talk about him, but I'm not a fan at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's, it's, you know, you, you get some writers like Ron Dennis who will have a year like that, now that you've mentioned it. Mm. And but, you go, actually, and, in fact, that was a good year. That was a good year. <laughs> but the problem with with riders like Rowan Dennis is doing those things is really just a confirmation of what we always thought he could do. Yeah. Whereas with Dumoulin, he's still a, a blank slate in many ways and, and I think only now finding out what it is that he can do. Well, a couple of years ago we were talking about him right? as like the almost a glorified lead-out man yeah. in that in that mm. train for Dagenkolb, yeah. you know. And now yeah. it's like, 
oh, hang on, he can climb very, yeah. very well, yeah. you know. So, <laughs> you know, so, and, and it's the same with Chavez, who's, who had a breakout year and just seemed to get stronger and stronger throughout the year mm. um, as his confidence grew. But again, it's like, well, we already knew that Chavez was gonna had get, a role, and yeah. that role was to be a spectacular climber, and he's just confirmed that. Whereas Dumoulin genuinely is that guy who is sort of like, this has happened. Mm. And it's like we're taking a fresh look at him. Yeah. Right? I think it's exciting. Yeah. Uh, the breakfast discussion this morning in the Arnold household was, who was it who won the TT again, Dad? Yeah. And uh, oh, it was Vasily Karyanka. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's right. So is it, Has anyone talked about Karyanka as a breakout? No. No. <laughs> but he's been, he's, been, he's been around forever, though. Um, but he if, finally if got, got a chance to ride, you know, f- you know, his one stages of the Giro and no, 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 big no, performances no. in the past. But it'll, it'll be weird to see him in rainbow stripes. If, if you've got a three in in your age, yes. right, you don't get to be a breakout. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Unless right. it's 23. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Or 13. Uh, <laughs> that would be quite the breakout. Uh, best team of 2015. Uh, we mentioned it last week, I think maybe Sky re-establishing themselves a little bit as like the team to beat. But then again, um, BMC, pretty consistent throughout the year. Uh, Movistar, baby. Movistar. Yeah, Movistar's pretty amazing. That Tinkoff Saxo goes okay. Tinkoff Saxo. I've heard about them. I mean, Mm. if you break it down though, so if you break it down, so Grand Tours, you split them among three teams. You've got Contador, Tinkoff Saxo, the Giro, uh, you've got Froome, Sky, Tour de France. Obviously, that's maybe a bit more prestigious. And the Vuelta went to Astana with Aru. So you've got that split. So those are, I guess, the three oh, super yeah. teams. Yeah, yeah. And then... But we don't like to... You're talking best team. Does Astana ever reach that category? Well, yeah. I mean, that's the awkward thing, isn't it? Because in some ways... Best they did what, they exactly? A, they had a very good Giro yeah. with Landa and Aru. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they had a very good welter, and they fizzled a bit at the tour, but Nibali was still pretty strong uh, at the tour. So there was sort of this—I don't know. It's hard to—I don't want to—I don't want to label them the best team because it it's so. But I think movie it's star, a very consistent year. Movie star, but that's what movie star does consistently yeah. every year, and they're so well organized on the road. They come to play every game, and mm. the result is what you see at the end of every season. So I think it's more broadly, it's and looking beyond uh, what happened at the races. I think uh, I think movie star for me consistently is is a fantastic team. Beyond winning, I think a lot of people yeah. enjoyed enjoyed watching MTN Quebecer. Oh yeah, that was something that's uh, worth a mention for 2015 review. Um, and then there was another one that I was thinking of. Oh, Giant Alperson. Hmm. I, I've loved that progression. You know, mm. just I still remember the school Shimano days, and that's ch- through different sponsors, it's changed. But the dynamic is largely the same. And, you know, like even the. He's, he's a Dutchman, but we, we, he's our sort of adopted Australian in Kunda Court, and we, we like watching guys of his ilk, you know, who's been back in the day with Liberty Seguros. And, and, um, he's uh, been around for a long time. Yeah, yeah. forever. <laughs> but he. He's just one of those workers and he gets the rewards by helping Degen Colbin. You see them together and you understand. Mm. Wow. And and he helps Dumoulin and he helps everyone. Mm. And he's and that's one of those things that make that team as a standout for me. I think it looks great. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think I think I'm gonna go with the boring nomination though of, of, of Sky for best team of twenty I mean, I know Movistar did was pretty consistent, but then <coughs> I think of Port Paris, I think of Fring. Oh, yeah doing well uh, in the stage races he needed to, including uh, the tour. And then I also think of people like Geraint Thomas, uh, not only having good grand tour rides, but you've got to remember back, uh, was it Harold Becker? Mm, Yes. Uh, You know, fantastic stuff like that. And that's that's the thing that, that's almost the icing on the cake that they've been missing, that sort of very strong performance in the classics. And I know they kind of did it, I mean, they kind of did it with Wigo and all that. But not really. They've never quite cracked it. But then I feel like Thomas is really coming on mm. into his own in that He's world. He's written a book, The World According to G. I <laughs> saw a YouTube clip of him talking it up yesterday. Yeah. It was... It was... Oh, if that was talking it up. There was... Um, <laughs> a, terribly boring. Are, are we going to say... He's a we, really charismatic guy. Are we going to segue it to him just slightly? Like, yeah. yeah. I, I yeah, like yeah. Aaron. I like him. He's um, very I, interesting. I wrote, I wrote a blog and you know about his place and you know he's talked about you know, wanting to, to become a real serious Grand Tour contender. Mm. And this is after he's done well at races like, like Harold Becker, et cetera. And, you know, I tried to put that in context with just the sheer amount of talent 
that exists in Grand Tour, genuine Grand Tour talent, mm. and how you know it would be very difficult for him to make that transition given the scale of talent out there today. Um, because I, you know, I don't want to say he's being unrealistic because everyone needs their dreams, and he isn't. He's a, an unbelievably talented mm. bike rider, mm. but really his best talents, I think, lie in the classics, and I think that that's where he should focus. Um, yeah, he, that, that's. No, I don't. I don't agree. Okay. Yeah. Far I mean, away. I. I, I mm. He's changing in. The, it's, he's interesting, Darren. We can mm. talk very, about we, him very, for a very, podcast. Very, yeah. he, he, he's almost worthy of a, having a breakout year in terms <laughs> of the awards in some ways. But uh, yeah, yeah. Because it was a pretty big year for him. Anyway, um, let's. But isn't he? How old is he now? Well, thirty. Uh, no, twenty. No, no, he's late twenties. Late twenties. Twenty nine. Still got a two in there. He's twenty nine. He was the youngest rider in the Tour de France in two thousand and seven. Yeah, right. Well, that's a long time ago, but he is still quite yeah, well. Relatively. And if you look at the difference between how he got through that tour and how he got through this year's tour, I mean, okay, 2007 is a lot different to 2015, but Rob, it's you great digress. To see a you digress. We're not talking about G. Yes. G. Thomas. Um, okay. What are you talking about now? Bozo of the year. No, no, top Grand Tour rider. I want a quick nomination. This one, we're going to move this one on quickly. Who was the Grand Tour rider of the year? Chris Froome. Chris Froome. It's just, it's, is it undeniable? It yeah. pretty much is, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. You, win, you win the he Tour came, de France. He saw, he conquered. Yep. Um, and, uh, I think special mention to Contador for trying to do the the double, uh, which we've kind of, I think, in a st- previous podcast oh, yeah, one, said yeah, yeah. it's 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 not possible to yeah. do the double. And uh, we'll be interesting to see how it goes next year when he just does the Tour de France. Um, Bozo of the... I just thought this would be an interesting one. Like, who was the sort of... I mean, is, is someone like Paolini maybe? Yeah, or absolutely Paolini. Is, is that just the, the absolute... Yeah, is the blood bag not dead? <laughs> <laughs> like, really, did he take coke in, in in Utrecht? I don't think so. I think he was blood bagging. That's my theory. Uh, no. Well, was... Yeah, just to put it out there. That's 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 Rob's opinion. opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, sorry, legal department. But like, <laughs> no, I'm sure he wasn't snorting lines of coke in Holland. Mm, I, no, I reckon no. that he no, might have seems been doing unlikely. it in party season last November when he was storing it all away. Mm. That's just to put it out there, just to make people but, ponder a different But it is, it is, it is disappointing because, yeah, I mean, in this day and age, to do something so silly... He does it immediately put you up. There was anyone else who had a really silly year? Yeah, Nibbly. You know, yeah. let's just Nibbly. let's just try and get back to that. Yeah, two let's, Italians. Let's hold on to a car <laughs> as uh, a yes, total favourite. Yes, 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 and yes. get thrown out. Like and then and then that that, that just puts that the, the people just look at that and think, oh man, he was like a rider that I really liked, and in one hundred and fifty meters straight. It things so but it much. It wasn't just that. Is the fact that he he. Treated himself as the victim afterwards. Yeah, he was like, "Well, this right? happens all the time." It's just like, yeah. stop crying. I know that was actually. I wish he wasn't. You're not much of a shark. Eating. Yeah, if it wasn't for that 150 meters, mm. it'd be all different. Well, that was it. Was only 150 meters on camera. Who knows how long yeah. it was for? It was because he went out of went out of frame. Yeah, um, I, think, I think definitely nibbly bows of the year. Yeah, maybe nah. a shared award. A shared award <laughs> with Paolini, I think. But Who else uh, went pos? There must have been a few more pos. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be, you know, a, a positive that means you're a bozo. It I, think it's, I think it's no, high profile. It's the manner in which you do it. Like, yeah. It, yeah, well, why would you go for cocaine to a Like, Paolini yeah. is the, yeah, he's the clown of the year. Yeah, yeah. All right. All and right. he went from, you know, we all cheered him to, God, look at that. But <laughs> I, well, I, I think it was funny because I was in the press room when that was announced and, and I got it early from the wire services and they were telling me, oh, it's about to hit. And you could look around the room and everyone was like just looking at their phones and they, <laughs> they didn't even care. It was so unlike 2007 yeah. when the Vino thing hit mm. during, the, during the Dave Miller press conference. That was... The difference is immense. Back then it was, ah, oh, oh. and yeah. then with Paolina it was like, okay. whatever. Right. Oh, hang on, I got one more. Another uh, Italian, okay. yeah. Ma- Mauro Sant'Ambrogio. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, he uh, did get, he did get, uh, what has he got, serving a second ban now or it's an extended ban? I can't. Oh, yeah, he's, 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 he's done. done. He's done. He's done. Right. He's bozo. But, up, but he was, he's already bozo the last year. few years. Yeah. Pull right. up your bozo socks, Italy. I think Nibali is actually very good. I think that's a not a, I think he's going to get the award. There will be one that jumps out while we conclude and, this. And so <laughs> I might continue this at the end. Uh, and uh, finish off Rider of the Year, guys, before we move on to the the next section. This is going to cap it all out. So who was the guy that... The guy if, in the if, World if, Champions was, jersey. Well, I was going to say Peter Sagan. Yeah. Or maybe the girl in the World Champions jersey. Possibly Lizzie Armstead. 
I, 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 yeah, yeah, I still think that I think she, she needs to have a big mention. Big, you know, we talked about it. It feels really current. I think it was last week or the week before. But, yeah. you know, she was, won a couple of World Cups on the trot. She wins the world title. The way that she won the world title was amazing. She seems effervescent, and she, she, if she, if she was in the media more, we'd be talking about her a lot more. If we, mm. you know, and um, am I allowed to say she's also very good looking? <laughs> or do I get in trouble for that? No, no you, you can, she's, but you just have to define. It's not defining characteristic. No, no, but she is a complete package. She's the complete package, right? I Seriously, think, for I, cycling, yeah, yeah. she is a complete package. She's fantastic. It does yeah. seem a bit sort of cliche to say with the world champions, but it is very much of that. It is they they did sort of define a lot of ways the year. I mean, Sagan particularly didn't the, he win Tour of California? He won the Tour of California. Yeah. He which was a, a phenomenal thing. He then obviously backed he got up second did, about a hundred times at the tour. Did the green jersey. As sort he, of, he would have won the green jersey at the World Only that he decided that a motorbike rider decided to knock him yeah. down. Yeah, he um, was very well, unhappy about that. I think another highlight for for Sags was he got shouted at a lot by Oleg. Yeah, yeah, that and was good. And he still mainly delivered. And he he, enter- he entertains the stage into Gap won by Ruben Plaza where he mm. came second. I think everyone agrees that 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 clo- that descent of the Col de Mons was probably the moment, the highlight of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though he came second, that, watching that kind of bike handling. He's, that, a, he's phenomenal like that. Gives you goosebumps just thinking about it. It was manic. YouTube and, it. Twitter was going off during the live coverage. It was just mental. And yeah. in terms yeah. of complete packages, I think he's also that, matured a lot in terms of his off-bike oh, yeah. you know, manner. And, uh, and, and he's still the entertainer that he is and the, a bit goofy and jumping off stages and all that sort of Love stuff, it. which we've seen. Yeah. But he's also, I think, uh, mellowed a little bit, which I think he probably needed to, and he's going to be... Yeah, very interesting to watch in 2016. I wish Tomo was here because he does a very good Peter Sagan impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> Miss you, Tomo. You're here in spirit, mate. He That's is, right. he is. All right, uh, guys, let's let's wrap it up there. Um, if you got any, by the way, anyone listening, uh, suggestions to us, corrections, uh, better nominations, we will be pleased to hear them. Uh, just T- Tell us on Twitter. Tell right? us on Who tell your us... bozo of the year is. It's yeah. potentially our last podcast of the year. So give Unless us it's a feedback. Christmas special. All right, let's move on. Thank you very much, Geek. A good bunch ride, devoid of screams, surges of the slam of carbon on concrete is a great place to pick up training tips, equipment advice, and of course, the latest gossip. More than that, the good bunch ride is also a place to make and nurture lifelong friendships and to pass on the knowledge which was once passed on to you to aid in the process of cooperation and help the species of bicycling fanatics prosper. That was the words of James Stout, one of your writers, uh, Rob, in an article which will be in the upcoming issue. No, we published it a while ago. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it just Got came re-featured. Up. Just, to, just, yeah, it, it, I was thinking about it on Sunday, was uh, watching a couple of people in the bunch and wondering... <laughs> Did they get it? ...if they've ever learned much. And, um, and, and, and it's a... Bunch etiquette is something that should be spoken about. Well, I mean, let, let's... I mean, I, I just wanted to preface the conversation with, with that little nice conclusion that, that James wrote, but... I mean, it is so... He was comparing bike riders with penguins, by the way. <laughs> Have a look on Ride Media, yeah. Google James Stout etiquette. It'll come up. And, and um, it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting narrative where he's sort of... He's not at war with, um, with people who use Strava, for example, but the, the, he's, he's pointing out that there are facets of the modern bunch which didn't exist when yeah. a lot of people learned And the absurdity of culture. some elements of it, including, like, yes, you're right, the online kingdoms and all this sort of stuff. Mm. Uh, it is an interesting one. I mean, Phil, maybe... I'll start with you then. I mean, in terms of the first time you went for a... or your first time you got into cycling properly, you probably were, you know, poorly outfitted and uh, riding like a complete Hubbard. And what... I mean, you you would have have been initiated into this this whole environment and, and, and come a long way. Can I then. explain to you exactly how much of a Hubbard I was? I would love it's to hear It's all right it. to be a Hubbard. No, no, no it no, is no, at the no, start, no, absolutely. No, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. It's... Um, so I started, I really got into cycling. I'd always ridden my bike. Yep. Um, but I got into cycling through triathlon yep. primarily. Yep. So I started doing and training for triathlon. So um, Automatically that's yeah, going to be a problem. Right. <laughs> it was, right. And, and, so you uh, turned up in a singlet. And the Hamilton Cycling Club uh, uh, would run these time trials. And Tracy and Rob from uh, Canadian Cyclist Magazine would probably remember this. So I would, uh, I'd show up in my Scott Tinley tri-gear on my Cannondale with aero bars to do these time trials. And then all these old guys 
roadies, et cetera. I'm pretty sure they thought I was some sort of freak show. Um, but those guys taught me how to ride a bike eventually, and that's, you know, and eventually I gravitated away from triathlon and, and started riding a road bike. But it was good discipline, mm. right? And it can't, you, you really have to listen to the senior members in a bunch, people who know what they're doing. Mm. If they tell you not to get involved in rollovers, for example, maybe just sit off the back or whatever, mm -hmm. just get a toe, just do it. Yeah. Don't mix. If you don't, if you can't mix, don't mix. Yeah. Because if you don't They're, have the legs, yeah. you're gonna not only put yourself in trouble, but everyone else. And let's face it, we all, you know, we we depend on the safety of the bunch as a collective. I, that's right. I think it's the funny. Good, the good so, bunch has a good patron. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think it's funny. Like I think you know, the, and I liked a lot of um, stout sort of comparisons, but um, it's one of the few things where I I feel like humans almost touch on that animalistic nature of herds and you know there are there's the senior patron who's sort of controlling it but you know you can be part of different bunches and see these very different dynamics in mm. terms of how they function but it is very much about the collective and you you get a real good sense of everyone working together you know i mean that's what you you are doing when you're you are part of a bunch in terms of just the physical output but mm. then um almost that uh, collective conscience as well you know not just about the effort, but, you know, we're going to be moving as this, we're going to be flowing, we're going to be going this way, um, let's not leave the stragglers behind. That's a, mm -hmm. sort of a key part of, um, you know, especially getting junior riders involved. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's important that strong riders know their own, well, know the limits of the bunch rather mm -hmm. than, you know, they're not going out for a solo ride. So all that sort of stuff gets drilled into you. I mean, I remember when I, to segue from Phil's story, you know, when I sort of started riding a lot and, you know, I was quite young and fit and inevitably you're in a bunch of people who are very different levels and you're quite fit and you want to go faster and you get that <laughs> tap on the shoulder when you're at the front like just just slow down because yep. it's not about you when you're part of this go on a solo rock go mm. yep. go ride by yourself if you want to but if you're part of this you're part of something That's and it. yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, my bunch my regular bunch is <laughs> is a trio Myself and my two kids, and and, and one is ten and one is five. And, but we rode to, uh, and you you're know, just riding off. <laughs> no, no, but but it's a very vocal because I'm. There's not, you know, thirty seconds without instruction mm -hmm. because I am very protective of these two. Yeah, and I want to, them to understand everything. And and when your little ones riding eighteen inch uh, micro BMX wheels and every bump is exaggerated but th so that's that's my regular bunch now but i've i've been through a sequence of them and i i know guys like um brett dutton was one of the guys who taught mm. me a lot about about bunch riding culture mm. gary sutton uh even cj sutton gary's son uh rob crow in melbourne is 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 one of the true patrons of of bunch culture he can teach and he's taught so many people about how to do things well. You know, we, we're based in Sydney, so we're Sydney-centric, but there's, what Rob does down in Melbourne is fantastic. And I'm sure there's one in every city, someone yep. who, who can is a go-to person. <coughs> and I wish everyone had the chance to ride with Kevin Nichols when he was doing the, the good old original Kaluzzi bunch because he is... He doesn't mind uh, expressing himself quite <laughs> colourfully. Right. He's done it, been there and done it all. He's won gold medals, a gold medal at the Olympics, and he's he's fantastic on the road and track. He's a super talent, and I think that that that, that when I started riding, I learned from Kevin and different guys like that, and and the lessons that they gave me all those years ago stick with me now mm -hmm. while I'm giving the instruction to my yep. kids. Mm. Yep. And uh, just listen to the older guys. They really do know something. They, they do. Even, <laughs> do, should we say, can I say John Sunday? Do we do, we yeah. should listen to him. No, 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 no. He's, a, he's absolutely <laughs> Sorry, John, I'm we, not sure. We, we love you, John. Yeah, you we love you, John. You have a place he, in the bunch, and it's good to see you right. back on the bike. Good yeah. to see you after that crash, and uh, we do love you despite the fact that you like to run the occasional red. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 everyone has a story about someone that they like to ride with. Yeah. Because they've le they've learned something genuine from them. I just think it's really important. Like you said at the start, Alex, when you're being given instruction, don't take it as being patronising. Mm. Just yep. just understand that they're not doing it to to fault you. Mm. I rode past the guy the other day on a hill, and he had crossed his chain <coughs> dramatically, and I just said, "Mate, just slip it down into the little ring." And he he called out, "Thanks a lot. That's brilliant." Yeah, you know, like he he was in yeah. the wrong spot. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the hardest the hardest thing to do though. Um, if you are, say, a ride captain, for example, mm. and you're leading a particular bunch that day, is to communicate to noobs when you're actually rolling. You've got to be 
new, the, the, the new writers have to understand that you don't have a lot of time to communicate. Mm. It's not a conversation, mm. right? So sometimes, sometimes what happens is you get a very short, sharp talking to. Mm. If you're yeah, doing but something, that's not because everyone hates you. No, that's yeah. right. And and, and new, new newcomers to to writing to bunch of writing need to understand that. That's it. It's like we need to be able to tell you what you need to do right now. Yeah. But right. it's, 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 it's like so the kid who drops, uh, the grommet who drops in on a wave. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's he's that quickly warning. told, "Don't drop in," yeah. and the lesson is over in <laughs> yeah. a microsecond. That's right. Yeah, and, and it's done. Yeah, mm. it's that. It's a, and it's very much. It is that herd mentality because it's very mm. much the senior person going, you know, very, very sternly, "Don't do that," and we won't ever have to deal with this again. You're right, Rob. You know, it's it's a single warning. It's all it takes. Often. Don't um, go out into traffic because yeah. if you don't do it really quickly, that guy could be taken out by a truck. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah, and that's I think that's the way everyone learns. Anyway, I think it would be interesting to hear as well what uh, people uh, at home who are listening, uh, where they started, uh, what what advice they can give. If there's any golden rules that they want to uh, pass down, again, give us a shout out on Twitter. And uh, this is obviously an ongoing conversation. It's, it's as universal as yes. But uh, when, when you're the sitting a wheel, people in a road cycling bunch sit on the wheel. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't be afraid. Yep. You'll know when to slow down because the person in front's slowing down. Yep. But the, the, and, and when you slow down, try to manage your brakes accordingly <laughs> so that the person behind you doesn't slam into you and, yeah. and so on and so forth. It's just there's, there's a lot of little things, but it's Common it's sense. Nuanced, it's a lot of common sense as well. But you pick it up gradually. Yeah, you do. It's mm. a language of sorts. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid just because it all sounds complicated. It's not. And stop gripping not. the handlebar so tightly, please. Just, just relax. Enjoy it. Go for a ride. <laughs> ride on your own. All Get right. the skill. Go into a corner. All right, Rob. Overcook a corner so you understand how far you can push it. <laughs> All right. And so on and so forth. All right, Rob is, uh, is done for now. Ride the Have I mentioned that? <laughs> every yeah, single times, podcast. <laughs> um, it's the ongoing... You'd think I was there every Friday it, night. It's, it's like the meme of the podcast other than uh, Simon Guerin's a silver medal. And, and how good the hour record is. Uh, how good the hour record is. Oh, That's right. Yeah. Okay, guys, let's uh, wrap that section up and move on to the future. Looking to the future, uh, no more appropriate time than the last pod of 2015 to look at what's to come in 2016 and with what big ideas will the UCI bring to the world next year? Who will dominate the spring classics? Who will be the Grand Tour King? Again, will Armstrong make a return? Probably he seems to be ever-present in some ways. Uh, Will Richie Port thrive at BMC? These are the big questions uh, there are others, of course. Uh, before we close, I'll ask my companions in crime to break the future. No mean feat, but that's why we pay them the big bucks. Rob, Phil, what what is the what is your uh, I, I guess what are you charting for 2016? What is going to be the big thing that happens? Come on, Rob, bring something to the table here. I'm, I'm, I'm I think you've got the imagination to equipment. Equipment? No, no, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what's going to be the big one? Inspiring nah. stuff. <laughs> Phil, you go first while I think. Okay. Huh? Oh, yeah, that's come right. on. Please. Cycling will be disrupted when a disrupted. I love that. Completely and utterly disrupted yep. when a team of of aliens with mobile apps come <laughs> land on Earth and decide that they want to ride to ride the Tour de France, and that team is not called Astana. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm actually interested in. Seeing how women's there are two two points for me. Two points, yeah. One is how the reorganization of women's cycling progresses, particularly the media aspect, where uh, if you are part of the new women's world tour, mm. not the World Cup anymore, folks, it's been rebranded, rebadged. That's everything WWT. Else. Women World Tour. Because they are denoting it as WWT, WWT. as in it's the women's world tour. World tour. Um, Unlike the MWT, which doesn't exist, <coughs> no. the men's world. Tour. I think it's actually the UCIWT. I, I think that's what it's anyway. Whatever, yeah. not, not important. But outside of the structure of the of the tour of the w- women's world tour, I'm interested in, in in seeing how the races themselves respond to the media requirements that are being that are placed on them as a part of being the tour, which is they have to provide broadcasters via the UCI with highlights clips of every race. Mm. Um, they've got to be out there on social media projecting their races. Mm. Uh, that to me is going to be uh, a pretty interesting thing to thing to observe. And if done well throughout the year, mm. and if everybody jumps on board, mm. I think uh, at the end of 2016, we are going to see women's cycling at another level again in terms of awareness 
and 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 with that, obviously, uh, more more fans, more people watching women's okay. racing. Good start. Right? Part That's two. Part two. Yep. Is uh, the data revolution that will be coming to your TV and second yeah, screens? Yeah, I was going to go there, but I, well, go there. I'm not convinced That's... that it's going to. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. I don't know if we talk about it. I've been very enthusiastic about it. Mm. Uh, we saw. What's holding the, you back? I guess that's the dalliance that we had this year. I thought it was really poorly executed. Yeah, but it's... It was it's, like potential that was just totally un... Yeah, like, the, we've got this data, we've got this data, what are we going to do with it? But We're going to send a, a boring as hell daily press release with a couple, like, the maximum speed was 88 kilometres. No, Who it, cares? But it, we're, in, talking, we're talking about... broadcast stuff, has been... Yeah, we're talking about the implementation within the broadcast yeah. uh, feed did, itself. Yeah, did it happen? No, it, it's, it's happening, though. It's happening. It's happening, and, mm. and there are plans to make it happen... Even more, it should or better, happen. betterer, betterer, betterer next year. Um, I mean, baby steps. Well, that's what we're saying. Baby steps are like ten years, but it is. Getting, <laughs> it has been getting better. Yeah, slowly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But maybe, maybe these things. It's funny. It's stuff. funny. These things build up a mass of their own because what happens is that it seems like it's coming slowly, and then all of a sudden it's there. Bam! It's right on you because mm, it, yeah. there, there, there is a learning curve because we're dealing with very, very complex technological issues here in terms of how you deliver this information to an audience. Mm. Um, One from the collection of the data itself, Mm. which is, which is not uh, an easy thing. And then two is the presentation. And then three, of course, is the uptime being able to continually do this, to be able to satisfy a broadcaster because one thing's one thing broadcasters need is they need uptime. Mm. You can't go offline. They need that presentation. So you need to have uh, effectively that, that, that base load of, of, of information that's always there that really never goes offline. And that uh, once that's done, then it becomes, it just kind of fades into the background. It's always there. And then one day you'll wake up and you'll be watching a race and you'll, forgot, you'll have forgotten that it was never once there. Yeah. Yeah, that, right. that's a good call. So those are my two data points. Okay. Or my two points and you, you, Alex, so, what, 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 I'm still contemplating. Contador win the Tour de France. Ooh. Um, I think it. I think it. I think it's going to happen. I think last is is going to be very, very, very motivated to uh, to win. Where others, well, they'll be motivated, but they won't have that. This is my last sort of going on. I I think you'll go out on a high. He's too classy a bike rider to to miss out. I also think that Matthews will win San Remo uh, yeah. next year. Mm. And He's laying it down, boys. I am. I'm laying it down, and I yeah. and I think. Richie Port will win the Dauphiné, but he won't make the top ten at the Tour de France. He'll he'll peak too early. Oof. Yeah, that's that. Those are my predictions. Okay. God, I still haven't got one. We were talking off air about um, because I want to come back to technology with you because you do a lot of bike tests at ride, and you guys ride a lot of equipment mm-hmm. um, in a way that I don't even come close to. So. Uh, this trend with disc brakes is that something we're 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 likely to see that that adoption to be more wide or be more specific to races uh through the season well they have the opportunity to ride with it and they haven't no no one's taken the rules have officially moved so you can put you can do it in the world tour and and but the the uptake of it's been scant but i think it's just uh, i don't know it'll come along i think that to be honest it's not a, a racing quandary mm. i think that the disc brake revolution has happened and it's happening out on the streets in local bunches uh with people who are being very kind to one another and 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 sharing space and understanding that that's how they want to ride and it doesn't this is probably the example of there is the racing crowd and there is the everyone crowd and i don't think that we need to take our cues from the race scene and say okay well it hasn't adopted been adopted by the, the professionals so therefore it's a, a dud it's not a dud people love it hmm. and people are, are striving for it and they've got great equipment and we do have we have plenty of disc brake test bikes come through the office and they are always well received on social media hmm. uh, i think it, the people want to know about it the technology is is improving rapidly uh, it's the it, it is a little bit more complex and a little bit heavier but that's not going to be forever i think disc brakes will eventually take hold um, Jack Lynch, who writes the majority of the bike tests in our magazine, is on a disc brake bike at the moment, a giant, and he's been converted. He loves it. Um, what do you predict for Mark Cavendish next year, Rob? Disc brakes. What will he? I think he's going to, as in for disc brakes? No, 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 no. For no, equipment? No. <laughs> no, I think for, he will roll a Cervelo. For how he'll go. And I think he will win big time. 
Okay, so yeah. you, you predict that he'll flourish it. Yeah, at, at yeah, I think a fistful of angry pills is going to serve him well. <laughs> okay, yeah. as long as those are within the uh, WADA code. No, 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 that's just... Uh, <laughs> Legal oh, angry no. pills. Is, is, yeah. is angry pills on the banned list? Do you have to get a therapeutic uh, use exemption for angry pills? No, I think as in uh, point-to-prove pills, maybe. Okay. Like, I think he's going to smash it. I don't T-U-E think he's slowed approved. down. I think he's also... Oh, there's that thing next year that we didn't even talk about, that thing... In Rio, that thing. Um, ah, what is it again? Yeah, I can't remember. Um, Olympics? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 the highlight of 2016. I've got it. The team pursuit okay, at so the Rio Olympics. So what is your prediction for the, for the Rio Olympics? It'll be 349. Three, so under, Ooh, they'll, sub it'll be crazy, and crazy And it'll be the Brits or the Australians who break it. And it'll be... GB, the, New the Zealand Brits. or Australia? It'll be the Brits. The Brits Boom. to win gold with Wiggins at and, the helm. And with... With, with Rob just with his head down in his <laughs> hands, just wishing it could have been. All right, I, think, I think I think the, the Olympic road race is also playing out to be an interesting one because a lot of the GC yeah. guys are, are uh, looking yeah. at it seriously. Lots so to look forward to. I had to. a chat with Tiff Cromwell and she gave me a fantastic uh, overview of the Olympic course mm. and it sounds fascinating. And it begins with, it starts at Coca-Cabana. Yeah. And then I just, that's <laughs> it. I've got Barry Manilow in my head and I can't go anywhere. All right. All right, guys, it's been a pleasure. F- uh, for the year, 12 months has been amazing. Well, well 11, 10 months. Really. It's 11, yeah, nine, not really. It's, yeah, not, really. not been that long. A whole uh, lot of talking and minimal feedback. <laughs> <laughs> and by feedback, well, I don't mean like distortion. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've got, you know, we've got some, you know, I've, we've got a couple of ideas for next year. Um, so we'll see how that plays out to make this more real time. And Alex, I do, uh, a highlight of the year yeah. for me was just the manner in which you've hosted these podcasts. Thanks, yes. Rob. Yes. Thank you. Uh, I, I, I choose to accept that in a genuine sense. It sounds like <laughs> I'm always arguing with him, but I really like the way you um, yeah. Thanks. Not, no, I don't always argue. No, I just <laughs> interrupt no, him, no. see? No, you discuss yeah. things. In a conv- right. you know, in a, we have a conversation. That's right. Uh, but, but we do have, you know, it, 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 we're, we're, I'm trying to work out ways that we can make it more interactive and uh, yes. et cetera. Sounds so good. we can talk to you more while we're doing this. It sounds good. Uh, yeah. f- thanks, everyone, for joining us this year. Um, we'll be back. He has said it's the last, but I reckon that we might sneak one in before Christmas. Who knows? We, 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 we may, and, and if not, we will be back... Uh, January. I, I think we will be back in January in 2016 yep. um, with more audio goodness to tell you. You can find Cycling Central on Twitter at Cycling Central. Rob's at Ride Media HQ. Phil speaks at Philip underscore Gomes and I'm Al underscore Hines. This podcast and every other podcast that we've ever done is available directly on SoundCloud and on iTunes. So if you want to catch up or you know reminisce while we're away, you can do that. Uh, in the meantime... Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Be careful out there. Be careful out there. Enjoy your riding. Bye for now.